Welcome. You're listening to Sanseet, where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine to become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. On today's show, we have Mass. How do you pronounce your last name, Mass? Sajani. He is an amazing individual. He has two near-death experiences, and he is now a healer, where he is able to change people's blueprints through energy and vibration. Hello and welcome to the show, Mass. How are you doing today? Uh, I am doing really well, thank you. Tell us about how you became interested in the world of spirituality and holistic living. Uh, is is through two near-death experiences, really. Uh, you know, I, I was a computer programmer. Uh, I mean, I was always, say, intuitive through my whole life. Uh, that first near-death experience actually allowed me to, say, understand who I was. Uh, the first near-death ha- uh, happened around uh, age 22. It was a warehouse job. Uh, I got my jaws crushed uh, in a warehouse accident. And, you know, before then, I was always searching. Uh, you know, I went through the spiritual books. You know, I read all the religions. I read uh, a lot of the spirituality books. You know, that didn't really do it well for me. And then I went into, say, the motivational books and success books and, you know, things like that. And I figured, well, that wasn't doing it for me either because, you know, uh, I knew a lot of wealthy people and uh, they had a lot of problems, just like, say, non-wealthy people. So, you know, people think nowadays, especially I think your audiences, I'm tapping into them that, you know, if I had X amount of money, then I'll be good. It's really not true. So that near-death, that first near-death experience, as I got my jaws crushed, what happened was that I saw myself pull away. You know, as, you know how you see yourself in the mirror? You're just pulling away. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't seeing myself in the mirror. Uh, I was actually pulling away from my physical form. Uh, and then I realized, it's like, uh, wait a second, this isn't right. Uh, because it's not a mirror, uh, and I'm seeing myself pull away, kind of float through the rail car, and I'm going, well, if that's me over there, what am I doing over here? Uh, And that's when that realization came out of, wow, I had died. I had crossed over uh, a complete disconnect, if you will. Uh, And then I understood the grandness in that second, Aaron. uh, It's like the whole universe opened up to me. Uh, And this is for you guys as well, because this is what's inside all of us. It's not just me in particular. Uh, There's this grandness, this beauty, this joy, uh, this abundance in within us all that we all have. Uh, But most of the time, when I compare the two, uh, the grandness that I was, and then I looked over and all I saw, well, was my physical form just kind of hanging there, uh, but I saw accumulation of, say, uh, of past events or a history of who we think we are, right? Very mm-hmm. limited, uh, very, well, uh, in a sense of lack. So, um, and then I transcended through uh, into the tunnel of light, so to speak, as uh, a lot of people have near-death experiences. They go through that tunnel of light. They meet their families. Uh, in this case, I went through the level where you review your life. Uh, and in that review, I understood that anything that happened to me, especially the darkest of times, you know, there wasn't uh, any I should have, I wish I could have done this. Uh, why did this happen to me? We experience life 
and the way you experience it, you re-experience it, it your life doesn't flash through. You just re-experience, for me, 22 years within a, say, a second or two. Um, but anyway, everything was grand. Everything was uh, from a space of beauty and love. And I tell you this because a lot of us think that, you know, we're doing something wrong. We're really not. Uh, those events that are happening are in our life might not be, the say, the purest or the most fun. Uh, it's there for some reason. Uh, once we understand that reason or once we, say, experience it completely, we can get out of that space. So anyway, that's my first, say, uh, introduction into true spirituality or our true definition of who we are or that, say, that one equation that, say, quantum physicists are looking for to, to explain life in general, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it was that point right there uh, for me. And before you had your near-death experience, were you kind of dabbling in the knowledge of spirituality? I was. I, uh, again, like I said, I dabbled in the knowledge of spirituality. I dabbled into you know, all the religions, I read all the religions, uh, but there was a lot of, say, questions that opened up even more that didn't make sense mm -hmm. in spirituality, in religion. Uh, and even today, there's a lot of, say, spirituality uh, that has turned into a form of, say, religion. After your near-death experience, when you came back to the, to the world of the living, did you read more or did you have a better understanding of who you were and what you were? I had a tremendous understanding of who I was. Uh, everything uh, I saw was from, say, a much, much deeper perspective. You know, it wasn't, say, a human experience, because most of us, what do we do? Even in spirituality or the realms of spirituality, we think we're humans and we want to have a spiritual experience, right? That's the way most mm -hmm. of us think. In this respect, and what I do now, as I say, transform lives, tens of thousands over the world so far, uh, as I transform any area of your life, what I say create is that idea that, or actually the realization that you are spirits having a human experience, uh, and, and which is really, really huge uh, because you understand, say, the, well, the joy and abundance that you are, and that's where abundance naturally comes into you, no matter what it is, you know, health, wealth spirituality, uh, relationships, all those things, uh, what I call 360 degrees of abundance starts coming into you. And after your near-death experience, where did your journey and experiences go after that? The first one really opened me up. So I started to see, say, future vision. I started to see things for people and so on. And I used it actually to create a successful business. So I was highly successful. Uh, well, I designed websites. So, you know, into programming uh, and so on like that. Uh, my second near-death experience, that's when things really started, say, getting interesting for me. That, that second near-death experience, uh, it happened in 2006, 2007, around that time. It was a drowning accident. I was in Belize. Uh, I was inner tubing. I got sucked into say, a hole, a cenotis, what they call it uh, in Spanish. And what it is is just a hole in the bottom of the river, kind of like a, you know, a drain plug. I got sucked into one of those, sucked out of my inner tube. Um, I went into this tunnel uh, that feeds underground uh, uh, rivers. Uh, I couldn't climb back out. So I gave up. I submitted my will, so to speak. Uh, and then again, uh, I broke free from my body. I could see my body float away. Uh, and then this time, and, and this is what's key, guys, because uh, there's a lot of people who have near-death experiences. Here in the U.S., over 800 you know, documented near-death experiences a day. So why aren't a lot of people like me? And I'll, and I'll explain why. Anyway, I, this time, 
you know, I ascended through the tunnel of light. You know, most people go, you see the tunnel of light. I went through the tunnel of light this time uh, into a vastness of blue. Okay? Uh, and at that level, uh, you are, say, totally complete. Again, that universe that I saw before, uh, totally complete. There is nothing that you need, no love, obviously, no money, uh, no spirituality, nothing, because you are all that, right? There's no time, mm. there's no distance at that level. Uh, and then in a short while, uh, the, since there is no time or distance, you feel like you're there forever. Uh, in a short while, I transcended even that, where I lost, say, the visualization or the identity of being human. So I actually turned into, say, spirit form. Uh, and at that level, it got even grander and at that level, anything that is, anything that was, all the knowledge that's up there or here in this physical form uh, is open to me. And what I've managed to do through that experience is they bring that knowledge down so I'm still attached to it. And I live from that knowledge here. Uh, and that's how I, tr say, transform people. Uh, again, much faster, much easier than, say, anything that uh, anybody has, say, tried before from what I've seen so far. So, but I blacked out, and then what I found, and this is really interesting, through divine intervention, because no human intervention could have gotten to me, uh, I saw myself, say, about 50 yards above river, uh, looking at the hole or the place that I got sucked into. So, uh, again, divine intervention that had saved me. I wasn't drowning, choking, or anything. I was a little bloody trying to, you know, pull my way out, but uh, other than that, I was totally fine. That's where the magic started happening, Aaron. That's where... You know, when we got back on the ship, because it was a cruise ship, I started seeing, say, not the auric fields of people, not the auras, you know, because auras are in color. Uh, I started seeing spirits of individuals, right, actual spirits. And when I looked at individuals, I could see that, oh, there's something going on with their kidneys or there's something going on at home or there's, you know, whatever distortion that's there. That's what I do now is I can read you just like that first event. Took me about a few years to like hone it into what I do now, but uh, did that that spook you at the time having that first experience after um, coming back to us? <laughs> it was spooky. Uh, you know, in those cruise ships, you know, you walk into the um, the dining hall, mm -hmm. right, uh, and you see hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen Bruce Almighty. I have, uh, yes. Oh yeah. Do you know where all those say prayers come in and drives them crazy? Yeah. Right. It was like that, uh, Aaron. As I scanned the room, I could see all these spirits. I didn't see the human form anymore. I actually saw spirits sitting there. Uh, and as I'd say, again, looked at a, an individual, I could see, you know, the issues. Oh, you know, oh, heart problems. They've got this and this. They're arguing with their spouse, They're, you know, and so on and so on. I could see their past history. Uh, I could see their future. I could see all that stuff. Uh, and at first, very, very confused. In fact, I was telling my wife this. She goes, you know, honey, you're just a little delusional. You've had a hard day. You'll be okay, you know. Uh, but uh, and I thought, yeah, maybe that's true. But again, it stuck with me, that ability. So After witnessing that for the first time, how did you get to grips of understanding the gifts that you had? Ah, uh, yes. After we got back, you know, on land, back home, uh, nothing really happened. Uh, I was still, say, perplexed on what I saw, because once you see it, you know, you never, say, go back. Um, but anyway, uh, I started having dreams. Uh, I started uh, being awakened and then pulled into, say, the stand-up meditations that I do now for, you know, with people. Anyway, I, these are stand-up meditations where you stand and you meditate. 
and a lot of times meditation in the past didn't work out well for me. You know, I couldn't connect. I couldn't, uh, you know, it wasn't very successful. But these meditations would last like three to five hours long, and that's be standing still. Uh, and, you know, a lot of, say, information and knowledge of, say, why we're here, you know, some of the technical stuff, because I do look at it from a, say, programming standpoint of what's out there, what's really out there, you know, the whys of life, really, and then how to resolve those whys so you can have it, say, all in this lifetime. So uh, all those came to me in a period of, like, three, four years. So there was a lot of, say, dark times to separate myself, say, from the human identity and really, say, understand, you know, the gifts that we are. Explain to us about these meditations. Were they just uh, breathing or were it mantras or what was it? Oh, no, no, no. These are very different than the breathing patterns. Uh, again, you know, and this is what, what I do with, with people as well. You know, once your spirit, say, awakens, and that's what happens to me, spirits awaken, and then your spirit starts to take over uh, your physical form because, you know, your only purpose is to connect to I call it pure source. You guys might call it God or your higher self or whatever. Uh, anyway, your spirit takes over uh, and, say, creates meditations for you. So these are very, very different meditations. And just to give you an overall idea, most of us, when we do a meditation, we ascend outwards, right, into, mm -hmm. say, we want to connect the spirit out there somewhere. In this case, spirit wants to come into your body because that's its only purpose, really, is to enjoy the body, say, flesh and all, 24-7. So my spirit was, say, coming into me more I meditated, more I meditated. And as it comes into you, well, the knowledge of the world is there or available to you more and more and more. And then your true healing abilities, your true, say, natural space of abundance uh, comes into you uh, as well more and more. So you naturally become abundant. So that's what these meditations were about, to really experience, again, being spirit, having a physical experience. Uh, and then you're, you know how you feel good in meditation, right? That one hour or yeah. half hour that you're there. In this form of meditation, or I call it a meta-healing, um, and I'll explain that in just a second, you actually feel good 24-7 because your spirit is with you 24-7, and it guides you throughout life. It brings the abundance. It brings the people, the places, the things, remedies that you need to enhance your life. It's really quite amazing. What is the meta-healings? Uh, the meta healings, uh, I do this now in group healings or even the 21 days where people say meditate with me. Uh, once in the morning, once in the evening, I don't know, say what time zone you are, but central time, 9.30 a.m. central and a.m. p.m. central. And the meta healings are is it where I guide you into deep state. Uh, and if you can physically stand up, I highly suggest it, but you don't have to. Uh, but I guide you into a nice deep meditative state. And then I work on you on the back end at your core level or what I call your spirit level for you. And we can explain, you know, how I see that. And that's where I say the massive transformations because together we combine our effort. And like I said, that's where the massive transformations in people trying, coming through or transforming their life, it comes in very rapidly, no matter what it is. I don't have to say work on you one-on-one -on -one to help you transform your life. There's been a lot of so-called miracles that have happened on these 21-day meditations or meta-healings that we do. Why the, the back of the person? Well, I call it the back end of the person because okay. I'm, a, I'm a computer guy. So yeah, I use, yeah. <laughs> I use computer language. So the back end, like your administrator level, mm -hmm. that's what I meant by the back, the back end of the person. Uh, so it's your your core level, and can I explain that? How, yeah, how sure. that works? Or 
I would say modalities or how spirituality works for most, uh, for almost all. And I'll start with a physical example because it's much easier to see. But this this happens in any case, uh, you know, money, relationships, and so on like that. But the first layer is this physical layer, and this is where, you know, like surgeries happen. Uh, chiropractics, Western medicine, you know, food, exercise, and so on, you know, that's that physical layer that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the second layer is a modalities like energy medicines, uh, energy healing, uh, psychic abilities, uh, intuition, chakras, auras, uh, energy systems of the physical body. This is that second level, and this is where almost everybody is as far as, and this is where spirituality, most people don't go beyond this level, and that's why, you know, you might be spiritual, but then you have, say, same issues in your life over and over and over again. You know, why can't we break free from that? This is why, because we don't transcend into, say, these next layers. The third and fourth layer is really a transitionary space. It's kind of like a bridge into the fifth layer. Uh, The fifth layer is your core level, or what I call your blueprint, or in spirituality, what we call our spirit. Your spirit is defines, or is the blueprint of how you run your life. Uh, It's it's like millions of different programs that are created that run your life. Uh, So if you can edit somebody or transform somebody at, say, your core level or at your spirit level, you get, uh, again, rather fast efficient shifts uh, below because it's a you know downward system whatever happens at that higher level transforms easily at that the physical level and that's why people get like say rapid shifts in what I do that's where like tumors might disappear people start walking after 20 years and so on Uh, and again I'm not a doctor Uh, these aren't extreme examples although they might sound extreme, but these are, say, normal or common uh, examples uh, that happen through what I do. Do you find people find you skeptic where they can, where you can say, oh, I can, I can, you know, through this this method, I can make you walk, or is that how you approach it? No, uh, you know, I kind of leave it up to, say, this the spirit to allow that. I never say, you know, I can do this for you, or I can do that for you. It's really up to spirit. Even if they're skeptic, actually, it's better if you're skeptic because it, it allows you know, to question how things work. So those skeptics actually tend to be, say, one of my best clients because when they are skeptic, again, there's a lot of questions that open up, right, for people. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then they start to see, say, how things work. But uh, it still works. Uh, if you are skeptic, that's usually a physical, say, conscious decision, mm-hmm. right? Your spirit level, the reason why you're here with me, uh, that's what's important. Uh, your spirit is open to what I do. So, uh, so I bypass whatever, say that conscious, uh, whether you're, you're skeptic, whether you don't believe it, whether you've tried other things. Uh, again, those are conscious decisions. I bypass all that. Again, I go to the back end or the higher level programming that creates you. So, How does your logic and computer brain analyze all this, the left side <laughs> of the brain? <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I actually see it as a programming level. If you you know if you see me on YouTube or Google me, you know if you Google my name Mas Sajadi mm-hmm. on YouTube, you'll see how I work. You'll see how people like shift. You'll see how people fall over or whatever they do, uh, because I'm reprogramming them. You know before I had a keyboard and mouse, you know, and I had programming code lines of code. In this reality or in this say case, how I change people is I reprogram you using a higher say 3d language uh that i used to like reprogram you 
Yeah. It's really, really cool and it's fast. And, you know, people, uh, again, people who have had, say, back issues for, you know, 10, 20 years or people who have gone, uh, and these are true life examples, people who have gone to, say, psychologists or psychiatrists or uh, been in depression for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, uh, one or two sessions with me. Uh, you know, they transform. It's worth the 10, 20 years that they've gone before. The reason being is that underlying frequency is deleted or changed for them. Uh, and then whatever they do in the present moment, it has to transform as well. When you were looking at the blueprints, what does the blueprint look like for you when you were going through the, the system to change the person's sure. ability? Uh, when I see the blueprint, so imagine you on a timeline. Okay, uh, and imagine you have a touch screen because this is, you know, it's the best scenario. I see your spirit, even if you're in front of me, I really don't see you as a physical form. Uh, I see frequencies that create you. So everything is created of a frequency. Everything that you see, everything that you experience is a frequency. So your body is really like a hologram for me. So when I scan you, even before you tell me, even, you know, uh, you can say, and a lot of people do this. It's like, Moss, can you just scan me or can you, you know, tell me what's going on? Uh, and I have a better indication of what really, say, really, really happens to people. So uh, I can scan you and then I see, say, a storyline happening for you. If you have a physical issue, you know, I can see that, oh, your heart issue is this, you have heart issues or you, you know, you have something going on here, uh, just like an MRI machine. But the nice thing is I can go back in history. For example, uh, this uh, this woman, this was just yesterday I worked on this lady, so that's why it's kind of fresh in my mind. Um, you know, she had issues with like, really connecting with, say, a relationship, uh, a love relationship, her husband. And she goes, uh, and I tap into her, it's like, wow. So from what I'm seeing is that, uh, and this happens all the time, and maybe I'm explaining this example because a lot of your audience probably a similar pattern by the way. Uh, And as I explained, by the way, whether this is recorded or not, it'll still say have that effect on your audience, Aaron. Okay. Okay. Uh, Believe it or not, doesn't matter. Uh, It'll happen. So for those listening in, you know, write to Aaron, tell him what you feel. Uh, But anyway, this woman, uh, I tap into her and she's thinking it's her relationships with her husband. But I go, you know, if you scan back, because, you know, you go back in your history, you know, your mother always say oppressed you always say, uh, didn't treat you fairly and so on. Uh, and what you've done. And then I asked, you know, if her husband was of a, like a female or a feminine, you know, or a softer type frequency. And she goes, yes. The reason being is because she say needed somebody that to take over her mother's place. So she married somebody that was very similar to her mother. Once I said that, she goes, Oh my God, that's so true. Uh, he's actually say of a feminine nature but say that abusive type feminine nature. So, but once you say remove that, uh, you remove those patterns or that frequency that resonates or disconnects, say her from her mother, she'll see that uh, she'll transform much easier. Her husband will treat her very differently because that's not his natural state of being. Uh, That's that frequency or pattern that runs in her that distorts other people to treat her that way. Did that make sense, Aaron? I could give you a better example. No, no, it makes complete sense. And you talk about the frequencies. What frequency do you have to bring the body to be in peak performance? 
Well, there's all sorts of frequencies. You know, there's, say, frequencies of, of health, there's frequencies of wealth and so on like that. So I bring those frequencies into you depending on, say, where you are. You know, all, say, the all matter of wealth or abundance, let's just call it abundance, you know, whether it's health, relationships, and so on, those are already built into you. That's what I was trying to explain in the beginning because there's nothing that you have to go after. It's all built inside you. Uh, you, that's your natural state of being, actually. Uh, what I do is like clear away the baggage, right? The distortions and sh polish you up nice and shiny. Mm -hmm. uh, awaken your spirit. And as your spirit awakens, you become the shiny, brilliant self that you are. Your natural abundance starts to come into you. You naturally s attract abundance. It's happened at tens of thousands of people. So really you're saying that we have everything in front of us, but through the frequencies we're tapping into aspects of our lives. Right. Those programs. And, you know, most people think that, you know, if I connect to my spirit, you know, I'll be fine. I'll be abundant. Um, you know, from what I've seen, it's really, really not true. Your spirit has created the life that you that you have today. Uh, again, and why is that? Uh, your spirit wasn't, say, quite awakened when it created the life that you have today. Uh, your spirit, a lot of times, comes from, say, family, you know, the family dynamics, from your previous lifetime experiences and so on. If you don't believe in previous lifetime, it's called spiritual DNA. So, uh, to give you an example of this, uh, this is kind of a crude example, but it's very awakening for people. Uh, this woman I worked on, you know, she didn't tell me, but she had a lot of stomach issues. I go, oh, you've got a lot of stomach issues. She goes, yeah, uh, that's what I want to work on. And then I delved into it more, and I go, oh, you've lost like three or four pregnancies, right? She didn't want to say anything, but then after a while, she kind of opened up. She goes, yes, I had three or four abortions, you know? Uh, and that was, let's say, the tension. And sometimes those spirits say, don't leave. So uh, they just hang out there. So anyway, cleaning that up for her, uh, almost immediately she felt better, but... You know, as I tapped into her even more to help her understand, I tapped into her mom. It's like, um, seems like your mom has had a few abortions as well. She goes, yes, you know, she has. And then I tap into her grandmother and I go, wow, you know, your grandmother has had abortions as well. Um, so do you see what I mean, Aaron? I Those do, yes. are the family lineage patterns, you know, and then we think it's our problem, right? It's something that we did in in this lifetime say to create that distortion plus you know all the hate and uh, you know the non-acceptance of say having abortions and so on that came with that programming so again it wasn't even her uh, and i can tell you countless stories after story after story where people blame themselves for what they've done and it's really not you guys it's usually a pattern or program uh, that's running that controls your life Without meeting you, are we able to change these patterns through the likes of prayer or meditation? Uh, sure. Uh, a lot of times why those prayer and meditation doesn't work is because uh, it starts to become a custom for us to pray. You know what I mean? Mm. Or we, we get kind of stuck in a rut. Okay. Uh, yes, the better way, uh, if you are in prayer or if you are in meditation, see, those are the physical ways of transforming. Those are, say, transforming from the outside in. Uh, what this practice does, again, guys, it's not my practice. It's just something that we are all of. I, I'm just that, say, spiritual geek that knows how to do it faster for you. Uh, this process is from the inside out. Okay, So to awaken your own spirit, 
one of the best ways if you are in meditation or prayer or better yet just your normal activity be totally aware of what your body's doing okay and then be aware of how you're aware of what your body's doing so if you're brushing your teeth well i mean even you aaron are you actually present brushing your teeth or doing anything else uh you know as you're preparing for the morning you're probably not you're probably wondering what to do that's how you get distorted you know everything is a distortion of time so when you start coming honing in right in the present moment note all the details of what you're doing you'll be amazed at say how the world opens up to you your spirit comes into you because that's all it wants it just wants to be in physical form okay? once it's in physical form it gives you what you need and that's that 1% i call it uh the 1% that we all focus the 99% of our lives on is the wealth the health in our relationships or connecting back to spirituality that that's a natural that's a given that's actually a byproduct of connecting with yourself like i said i just do it faster for you do you think what you're doing is like if you could put a word on it what would it be like <sighs> Uh, if it's uh, well, maybe a sentence is uh, reprogramming you at a much at your core level for you, or if you want it, a word is a, a true spiritual awakening. And do you think this is like samadhi or enlightenment or being awake? Uh, it is. It is an enlightenment. Yes, definitely. It is. It is. It's true enlightenment. Uh, without any distortions, without any religion, without any, say, practices or anything like that. Uh, you'll see that uh, if you are of a religion or if you are of a spiritual bent or modality, whatever, uh, those things happen to say, uh, you'll see a truer perspective of what they were meant to be without a binding perspective. And that's where, say, a lot of your, uh, again, just tapping in your audience, you know, you guys are very spiritual, but you've been bound by that spirituality, and that's why you can't, say, ascend or break free from that and truly, truly awaken. The aspect that you, you find through self-realization, do you think that is it? Yes. Uh, Self-realized uh, is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, however, uh, you know, people have, say, a lot of different definitions of being self-realized. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And those <laughs> definitions are actually physically based uh, because we haven't experienced things from the other side, from your spirit side. So all the definitions or all the things that you can think of self-realization, uh, again, very physical based and very primitive compared to, say, your true self which is on the spiritual side. So once you say, even get an ounce of that awakening, the true awakening, uh, you'll see, say, how grand you are. Uh, and that's true self-realization. The energetic aspect of the spirit, what's your opinion on that? Well, it's all aspects of the spirit. Uh, again, most, well, almost everybody that I've met, uh, your spirits haven't, say, is not completely awakened. Well, let's just go back a little bit. What happens is your spirit you know, in its purest form or the origin of time, complete purity, complete awakening, you know, through lifetimes and lifetimes of experience, you know, we get distorted through it. Uh, for example, if I told you a story and then by the eighth person, Aaron, that story would be totally different, right? If you told, mm -hmm. if that yeah. person told and so on and so on, that's how you've gotten distorted over time. So what I do is I kind of clarify or kind of wake that spirit up. Uh, and as that spirit awakens, uh, you start to see a whole definition of what you are here in human form. Uh, your spirit, 
uh, again, is a very pure frequency once it's awakened. But if it's not, it just runs the same patterns like you do uh, in physical form. The spirit really, really, say, cleans up or purifies. Uh, and that's true awakening. And that's what I meant by that true awakening or self-realization. You talk about the spirit being awakened. How would a person know that their spirit is awakened without meeting you or just understanding it? Without meeting me, there's lots of ways. Uh, again, uh, a near death happens, you know, uh, that awakens people. Uh, some sort of tragedy awakens people, whether it's through them or through, uh, you know, somebody else. A sight of people dying on the other side, on the flip side, seeing things of grand beauty or grand grace, right? Uh, that opens up a, a lot of people. Uh, tapping into, say, young children, babies and so on, without, say, editing or just seeing them for who they are, what they are, you start to say, see that beauty or of that spirit space in them because they're still fresh. So there's a tons and tons of ways uh, of awakening yourself. Uh, but again, like I said, I just do it much faster for you. Okay. I work from the inside out. That's all. Do you think that from children, from birth to what age do they, their programming become corrupt or be kind of enter the, the baggage area? Well, a lot of the things that happen to you has been, say, solidified by the time you're six. Uh, but even before then, like I said, your spirit is not completely, say, as pure as you think you are. Uh, although it is purer, you know, in that age frame pure uh, and it has a really uh, open chance to awaken but again through family dynamics through the birthing process through being in vitro for what nine months you get to pick up say the errors the distortions of the mother the family around it right it grows up if in a distorted family what does it do it absorbs all the distortions around you know the family dynamic so by age six a lot of your programs on how you see things uh, get affected so um, by age six and then by age 10, it really, really, say, solidifies. Um, can I give you an example of, of say, something? Yeah, sure. Uh, like that. And, and, and this is a, it's obviously everything is a true life example. Uh, but this might really, say, hit home on, say, patterns that run in you from either an experience, a life experience in this lifetime or something that you've been brought over. Okay. And this is a relationship example. And, and, and this is this has actually happened. So this woman, she has say, relationships that abuse. She's, she gets into abusive relationships over and over again. Uh, and use an extreme example because, well, then a lot of people fall underneath that example. So they did this test. There was a few hundred men in the group, and there was only one man that had a history of, say, abusive relationships. Uh, out of that hundred men, eventually, in a short period of time, she naturally got attracted that one man that would abuse her so uh, you know what are the odds right why does that happen why do relationship patterns happen over and over and over again this is the same way by the way with money uh, by health as well How, why do we keep attracting the same thing right we go from a person to the next person and then in a short while they abuse us uh, or in this case um, so for people like that why does she attract people like that? Because uh, she's, uh, say, a radio station that sends out frequencies of abuse me, abuse me, abuse me. Well, there's people that, say, like to hear that station or that song that's playing, and they'll abuse her. So what I do is, say, release, no matter what it's from, you know, previous lifetime, family dynamics, mother issues, whatever it is, you know, delete that pattern. 
she doesn't run with that pattern anymore. Uh, you'll see that she sees that her friends change. People who abuse her, they're not there anymore. That's how really simple it is. Same thing with life issues or health issues or money issues and so on. It's really a pattern that resonates that, say, commands that uh, whatever is resonating or you know that frequency is resonating, uh, that commands that it has to, say, create experiences in your life or density. Tell us about your podcast show that you run. Um... Exponential Intelligence? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. You know, interestingly enough, you know, when, say, people hear, say, what really, say, resonates or what, well, because uh, the knowledge there, again, I bring it from a higher source. It's not my knowledge. It's not my experiences, although, you know, I live through that knowledge now. So it's really the fastest growing podcast. We don't do, you know, like millions of dollars of advertising because I don't have millions of dollars, uh, but it's one of the fastest growing podcasts on iTunes. You know, why is that? Because a lot of people, uh, they transform from the podcast. Uh, it, it explains why your life is. And each episode we go through, you know, life issues, you know, relationships, romance, uh, you know, health issues, finances, whatever it might be. We break down the details of, say, why certain aspects of your life is. Uh, and then we do a 10-minute meta-healing to infuse or actually pull apart uh, all the distortions in your life uh, and people have benefited greatly for it and again that's why it's the fastest growing podcast in, in a lot of segments on iTunes. In the knowledge that you received after your near-death experience and today do you see that coming forth in the world today? How do I answer this? Uh, let's just say, say I'm one of those agents of change you know throughout history there has been agents of change that usher that has ushered in say a new reality Right. Uh, this is, say, a major transformation that's coming through into the world. That's why you see a lot of, say, countries, uh, a lot of government systems, you know, being corrupt. The religious standards starting to, say, break down in, even at a personal level. Right. Things that control you or people that have controlled you, uh, that control will get more extreme because we're being freed of that bond that we've had. So people who have controlled you, again, religious systems, government systems, they'll impress more control on you uh, as, say, we become free. So I'm part of that, say, that pioneer or that person that, say, that ushers in that new reality of being free. Uh, I'm not here to, say, tell you, uh, follow me and you'll be free. I'm actually here to give you the tools and the knowledge so you can be independent and say be free. So that's that's what's happening. Say as a, at a world scale, uh, if you want to call it that. And looking back, all your experiences, journey, and knowledge, will you change anything? Uh, would I change anything? No. Actually, you know, I'm exactly where I need to be. Uh, really, you know, in in the beginning of my abilities uh, and again my abilities expand exponentially say get stronger and stronger so in the beginning I used to say meditate for about 15-20 minutes and then I'd work on somebody you know for about an hour and a half uh, now I can do the same thing maybe in about five minutes or less without really meditating because I'm always say living from that space uh, I'm just being uh, and, I, and again I can transform somebody in like five minutes or less uh, and, and that's what I do transformation so uh, I'm getting faster and faster, basically, uh, as the world changes. So. You could be the high-speed spiritual internet. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, and again, Aaron, it's not about me. Not about me getting faster and faster. Uh, it's really about me, say, uh, having the ability to, say, affect, you know, thousands or millions of people uh, at a fast, efficient way. And it's really about, say, me opening you up to that same, say, connection that I had after my second near-death experience where I connected to pure source, you know, at such a deep level that it changed me tr tremendously. I create that connection for you guys uh, at a much deeper level uh, without having the near-death experience or without you having to go through that near-death experience. If you were to look at your own blueprint now, do you think that you could see still see the ripples of change or are you at a, a point where you're steady state? Uh, no, there's always uh, change. You know, there's actually momentum happening for me and the world. Uh, so that change, uh, and if we have time, it's a magnification or if it's a, it's actually like a wave that's coming through, Aaron. Um, so what that means is it's a wave of purity or again, a magnification. And just to give you an example, um, and this ties in with the religious or spiritual ideologies, by the way. Say there's a magnification of, you know, 10, a wave of 10 coming through, right? Transforming not only the universe, but the human, humans, the world. And you're at a level 10, right? So you get magnified by level 100. And then uh, that same wave comes through, but you're at a negative 10. Uh, that wave comes through. Now you're at a negative 100 uh, in religious terms. Again, no matter what you know, major say religion that you look at, they they go. There's always a, a verse in there saying that those who shall have, they'll get even more. Those who have not even that will be taken away from them. That's what they're talking about. The magnification. It's a magnification wave, and it comes in. You know, every few months, it gets stronger and stronger. So people. Again, the wealthier individuals, and by wealthy I mean spiritually wealthy, they'll get more aware, more awakened. The darker individuals get more darker and darker. Because that's a pattern that has to happen for us to break free, to come into true, say, enlightenment for us to happen. Mass, if you could provide one piece of jewel of information that you've learned through your journey and experiences, what would it be? Well, my experience in working on tens of thousands of people, helping them transform their lives, uh, again, most of the time, it's not something that you've done physically or it's not, say, your fault that things have happened to you. It really is, say, a pattern. If you look into your life pattern, if you look into your family dynamics and so on, you'll see a lot of patterns that you run from. Uh, once that happens, you'll awaken from it with or without me you'll start to awaken and break free. And that's where you really start moving ahead. And then your spiritual practice, your religious practice, will start helping you break ahead even further for you, or even faster. Okay, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would like to touch on before we finish up? Take a look at the website. It's Moss, M-A-S, uh, last name S, S is in Sam, A-J-A-D-Y, mossajadi.com. Uh, and there's a list of events and where we'll be uh, otherwise, you know, you can Google me or YouTube me or anything like that, and you'll find a lot of information about me. Excellent. Um, Mask, right. I want to say thank you very much for coming onto the show and sharing your story, journey, experiences, and many more. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansit.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. 
Join Sanseat Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.